Jonathan Armstrong with this week's Tech Law 10. It's 198, so we're ever close to that uh, 200 milestone. And with me is Eric Sinrod, as ever. I'm in London. Eric's in California. And Eric, you've been thinking of texting and drinking rather than <laughs> thinking about doing it yourself. I certainly haven't been thinking about doing it myself because I used to prosecute uh, those who drove under the influence here in the state of California when I was working for the district attorney's office. But there might be a new tool in the toolkit for law enforcement to crack down on people who were, uh, well, I shouldn't say drinking and driving now, but more uh, texting and driving, which could impair their ability to drive properly. And there are now some laws on the books uh, prohibiting such practice, which is not too surprising. So let's get into it. And I wrote about this in my most recent blog. And if I didn't say so, yes, this is Eric Sinrod of Dwayne Morris in San Francisco. And this is number 198, as Jonathan says. So we're just two away from our bicentennial. It's happening. Okay, so where are we? Many of us, Jonathan, probably including me and including you, are addicted to our tech gadgets. We're constantly checking our smartphones for all sorts of communications and updates. In fact, research shows we get a dopamine hit when we do that. So it's almost addicted addicted like, you know, to heroin or something. Um, this can be very problematical. When we, we might want to reach for our handheld devices while driving our cars. Uh, it's not hard to imagine that texting while driving can be dangerous. I'm sure a lot of us have seen people going down the road, not looking through their windshield out ahead of themselves, but looking down into their uh, hands uh, below the vision of the windshield. Um, but if you manage to text while driving without causing an accident, are you out of the woods? Um, you know, are you free and clear? And of course, you can cause an accident. Well, even if you don't cause an accident, you're not necessarily free from potential problems um, because you might be busted by the textalizer. What is the textalizer, Jonathan? Have you heard of that before? I have not heard of it. I'm eager to learn more about it, Eric. Okay, hopefully I'll get to the point soon. A textalizer uh, is modeled after the breathalyzer, as we know the breathalyzer, when you've been pulled over by a police officer, uh, they might actually have you breathe into something, and it shows your, um, you know, blood alcohol content. And here in California, if it's above 0.08, uh, that's against the law. But here, it's used to ascertain whether a person has been using a phone illegally while driving. And New York and a few other states and some cities are now weighing whether to implement this device to, quote, crack into phones, close quote, because far too many people are texting while driving and causing many accidents as a consequence. So what happens without a textalizer? What's basically going on here, at least in the United States? It can take months to obtain phone records through the legal process to pinpoint when and how a particular phone was being used at the time a person was driving, and usually this comes up when they actually have caused an accident. Enter the textalizer. This was, has been developed by a company called Celebrate as a potential solution. How is the textalizer used? A police officer simply approaches the driver of a vehicle. The officer then connects the textalizer to the driver's phone, and with the tap of one button in about 90 seconds, instead of months going through the legal process with phone records, within 90 seconds, the textalizer will show the last activities on the phone with timestamps. Thus, in theory, 
the Textalizer could show relatively right away whether someone was texting on a phone while driving and possibly causing that accident that brought a police officer to the scene. Now, don't get your hopes up too high, Jonathan, if you're a fan of this, because the Textalizer is not yet ready for prime time. Uh, and efforts are being made to tailor the Textalizer to the applicable driving laws in different jurisdictions, which is one thing that has to happen. But from a privacy standpoint, uh, Celebrate's trying to tailor the Textalizer so that it does not download the actual content of communications. They're not actually allowing a police officer to pierce through and find out actually what you were saying in your text messages or in your emails or whatever you were doing. Instead, it simply will show which apps and functions were in use at specific points in time. So pressing that button within 90 seconds, the officer might see, oh, at the exact time of the accident, the texting function was being used, but we don't see that Joe was texting Sally and saying, what should we have for dinner tonight? Um, so anyhow, uh, and also, believe it or not, this device supposedly will detect whether the hands-free function was in use, because in some states, while it might be illegal to be texting, looking down at your phone while driving, if you have the hands-free function on, you can actually be talking into your phone and uh, looking ahead while driving, and you can be texting uh, or calling somebody, and that is not against the law. So winding up, you know, stay tuned. We'll find out with Textalize. We'll find out whether Textalize are coming to law enforcement near you and maybe even skip across the pond uh, where you are. Maybe something's already happening there along these lines that you'll tell us about. Um, but that's my uh, that's my little pitch for today. I've not heard of such a thing, but I'm I, I'm intrigued by it. Um, flippantly, I'm wondering how much it costs and whether it's also applicable to teenage daughters who say they haven't touched their phone. But maybe that's hmm. just me, Eric. Um, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's undoubtedly the case that texting whilst driving is a menace. Certainly here, I imagine there as well. The number of people, for example, I see in London who are doing, you know, dangerous left-hand turns into pedestrian areas and are still on Facebook or SMS or whatever they're doing as they're going around the corner, I think is appalling. Um, you know, it's, it's long been prohibited to have the phone in your hand whilst the car's moving, but that seems to be something that, that passes a lot of people by. And we've had some very sad cases here of professional drivers who should have known better, you know, a truck driver, for example, hmm. mowing down... Uh, children and a, and a pushchair, as I recall, I think, um, mm. because he was um, on his phone whilst driving a huge truck through a built-up area. So it's undoubtedly a modern-day menace, and we need to clamp down. I think you've expressed it correctly. I mean, from our point of view over here in Europe, as we've talked about before, our privacy laws are increasing in impact. We've got a potential issue um, with the interception of communications that could cause the UK considerable harm post-Brexit, particularly as now that we have a general election, Theresa May is the likely Prime Minister again, and she's been one of the proponents of some of this legislation uh, in conflict with the guy who's now her Brexit minister, so that could cause issues. So we know that the issues around reading content are front and centre of the privacy debate, but it's right. perhaps unobjectionable to work out whether somebody was on a device or not 
Um, and it seems to me that possibly the um, device could be used voluntarily, just as you can ask somebody if they don't mind taking a breathalyzer test. Then maybe already if the device has probative value, i.e. they can prove its accurate enough, maybe it already has a role to play without, um, without specific legislation, although obviously we need to know the full, full facts of that. But um, I think we obviously do need something to, to address, uh, address this menace, and it's, it's certainly an interesting technical solution that I've not heard of, and, and maybe the fact that the device exists even will discourage some people from uh, taking their eye off the road. Well, there might be some, you know, dampening effect, but listen, we have laws in the books prohibiting people from driving while intoxicated, and it still happens, unfortunately. Um, you know, there is some growing enlightenment around that, even in the younger generation in the states here. We have what are called the DDs, the designated drivers, so even when college students go out and they know they're going to party quite a bit, there's one person designated to be sober and driving, and that's becoming of greater awareness. And, you know, perhaps if there's um, an increased ability of law enforcement to really pinpoint what somebody was doing at the time of an accident, uh, people would, might take better care. Unfortunately, as I pointed out earlier, people really are addicted to their phones because I mean, that's just obvious. Because people can use their phones in so many different ways, or I should say their handheld devices. Why do they have to do it during that brief time they're in the car? Um, uh, but they do, and we see it, and it's, it's extremely dangerous. Um, you know, my initial concern with this device was the privacy issue as to whether the law enforcement could actually see the meat of the communications. But to the extent this um, textualizer simply shows an app in use as opposed to the actual content of communication, I think that does lessen privacy concerns. You know, query whether there is some privacy interest just in the fact that you were texting. Um, I, believe, I personally believe that law enforcement uh, interests would probably override uh, any privacy concern like that, don't you think? I think that probably is right, and, and obviously we've had this debate recently with the hideous attacks on Westminster Bridge and the, um, mm -hmm. the law enforcement sort of wish to de-encrypt encrypted messages and that whole debate there. But I think the fact, it, it seems to me that you must be right, the fact that the phone was picked up and used is less objectionable than looking at the exact content of the messages, particularly, of course, when... The, the, you know, the, the law in the U.K. certainly is that you, you're not meant to have the device in your hand full stop whilst the car's moving. So, right. um, so, so, so that, uh, you know, would, would at least initially show whether the offence has been committed or not. You don't need to know the content. So, yeah, and so maybe I, even... I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And we might not know the content, and I don't even know yet, but you might not even know the two from. You could argue, well, I have a privacy yeah. interest in in, you know, having somebody not know who I was communicating with. But, you know, from what I understand, it simply shows the app was in use, period. So we will, we will see. Um, there's all kinds of uh, new ways to monitor people, and this is yet one uh, additional uh, feature that might prove valuable, ultimately. Any final thoughts, Jonathan? No, sounds good. Thank you for be, being cutting edge and bringing us this uh, brand-new technology. All right, well, no, no texting and driving, Jonathan. So this is Eric Sinrod with Dwayne Morris concluding 
Tech Law 10, 198. The next one's 199. Then you know what happens after that. Uh, you can reach me at ejsinrod at duanemorris.com. You can find us on the usual social media outlets. Jonathan, would you like to close it out? Yeah, at jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. I'm with Cordry. We're in London. Do connect with us on any social media of choice, but of course, not whilst driving. And <laughs> we'll speak to you again in a week or so. All that remains is to thank you for listening. Bye. Cheers. 